It's your favorite duo of handsome, burly men here for the We'll See You in Hell podcast, brought to you by the Starburns Audio Industries Network, and we're going to talk some fucking horror movies. Folks, uh, we're doing Mandy today, the new Nicolas Cage picture, and we'll get to that soon enough, but first, we we should just catch up. Haven't been in the same room as Joe in over a month. I know you guys kept getting the quality content, but that's because we planned ahead and thought about you, the listener. Yeah. And yeah. Where's, where's our thanks, is what I'm saying. <laughs> where's our thanks? Uh, Pat, it's good to see you again. It is currently 10, 10 a.m. on a Sunday morning. <laughs> uh, I just want to show the listeners what we're up to. Hold on. Yeah, I had already opened mine. It was a bottle. It wouldn't have made a noise anyway, but uh, let me just mime it for you. That was me opening a a bottle of Stella, a beer I was discussing with Joe. I just can't make up my mind on. Is it good or is it disgusting? You know what Stella is good with? No. Is a sharp cheese. Okay. The bitter hoppiness of a Stella meets a sharp cheese nicely. Other than that, it can get out of my face. Right. Other than that, I never want it. All right. Um, how was uh, the South Seas? Uh, Is that what they call Asia? I don't know. Okay. I learned nothing new about geography. Yeah. Uh, I just know it's not Orient. It's not called the Orient no. anymore? No. I should know that. <laughs> you probably shouldn't have been saying that in every bar you went into over there. I'm digging this Orient. <laughs> the, uh, uh, yeah, no, it was great, man. I went to uh, Hong Kong yeah. right after the tsunami thing happened. I hear that's the best time to go to Hong Kong. It was the... We were actually in a Providence right outside of Hong Kong, but it was also hit by the, by the same storm. The efficiency and diligence in which this city was put back together at least where I was, was astounding. Like, we were walking through the street one day, and there were, in the middle, like, dude, it looked like they had measured it out in the middle of this one street, just perfectly piled, stacked trees that had fallen and branches. Everything, like, well-kept. Like, it's it's being run very efficiently over there is what I'm getting at. But uh, in America, there's a natural disaster... Maybe they go down there three months in to say hello and then fly out immediately again. Yeah. So it's a different world over there. Um, I had a great time. Uh, the shows were tremendous. I went also went to Shanghai and then I went into Japan and went to Tokyo, did shows in each of the three cities, um, met some Hellions. Oh. People showing up like, dude, I'm a fan of the pod. I can't believe you're in Asia right now. Like they had um traveled over to see the show from from the states. No, or? they they live there. And they were locals or or uh transplants. Some were expats, but some were were native Chinese people. Yeah. 
Uh, I met I met a very lovely girl whose name is escaping me right now, and she was from China. She was born and raised there, and uh, I I got to be honest with you, I felt like a goddamn beetle when I was talking to her. Yeah, <laughs> she great. made me feel very appreciated as an entertainer That's that uh, that I was there entertaining. Uh, I said, "Hey, honey, tell the rest of the audience." <laughs> no, uh, she was really amazing. Uh, I met another wild fan in 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 tokyo who uh flew from korea to see my tokyo show really two hour flight from korea i thought he would just drift over (laughs) flew over yeah uh was there for one night to see the show uh had a few drinks with me before the show i tried to take time with each person that was a pot any fans that came up i tried to take time with but the podcast it was easy. Fan. There was four or five people there. Yeah, oh, come on. The, uh, <laughs> ah. Yeah. But the podcast fans in particular, because I was so taken aback like and flattered that people that far away were listening to this thing that we do over here right. that we at many times in the early stages thought nobody cared about. True. Uh, so, so anyway, I had a few drinks with him before the show. Uh, he was then removed from the show for being too drunk. Oh, no. Uh, I forget his name too, but buddy, if you're out there, I hope you're not beating yourself up about it. He tried to get onto the stage at one point, okay, uh, and then the owner said, "You, you got to leave." Uh, Makes sense. But uh, but but but, and I met another one or two Hellions in a very nice kid I met at my one of my shows in Shanghai. At a small, I'm blanking on everybody's name right now. I apologize. But he was a really great kid. And Joe likes to make the listener feel special. Well, it's it's it's. Uh, <clears throat> You got to understand the amount of alcohol that was being dumped sure, on all, sure. every one of these memories. Now, I recall one of the last words I heard you say before leaving was, "I don't think I'm going to drink over there. I just want to go out and see the city and the culture." And I managed to do both. Okay. I said, "Well, what the fuck am I doing? I'm not going to." I didn't. I, I'll be honest. I think I had three big nights, but that was kind of it. I, I most nights I would go back at a reasonable time, get some sleep, get up the next day, go out and do some stuff. Yeah. Do the show, whatever. Did you ever jump up on a bar and yell, Saki it to me, baby? <laughs> Everywhere I went, even if there wasn't a bar. Right. Church. I'd, yeah, yeah, yeah. The library. Sure. Um, it, it, it was a great time. I had a blast. Thank you to everybody that came to the shows. And then thank you also to the people that came out to Atlanta for my album recording, which is now done. How'd it go? Went great. Good. Album's in the can. Uh, and I'll be releasing Get it. Get it out and let me listen to it. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> a disturbing <laughs> laugh. Woo! Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be released exclusively to Sirius XM okay. sort of soon. Great. Can't wait. I don't have Sirius XM How anymore, have you been, but... Walsh? Um, I've been under a lot of stress. I'll just be real honest with you. Uh, the, the job of running a show, it ain't fun. Even when you think it's going to be fun, it ain't fun. They come at you from all sides. We came out big. We wound up with the, they had the plus three numbers. We had like a 2.0. Congrats on that. On a Friday night. Unheard of. And then everybody starts kind of swarming in. Now it's like, we got to protect this. Um, so oddly the ratings coming out and being so good were like this 
bad thing for the vibe of the show because everybody gets so scared about losing it. Oh boy. That said, come up with some right, we come up with some very funny episodes. We just shot the Thanksgiving one. I think it's gonna be the weirdest episode of television that's ever aired. I love it. We had Julia Great. Duffy from Newhart. I love Julia Duffy. Charles Shaughnessy from The Nanny. Which guy is the he? The British the guy. Nanny? Oh, okay. Yes, I met him in an episode of Sullivan and Son. Okay, yes. That I took my parents I to. I love that guy. Yeah. And then Clyde Kusatu from MASH fame. Who was he on MASH? I've never seen MASH, but I know he was on MASH. You'd know if he's home. He's been, he's been in every sitcom ever. He's like a 60-year-old age. nine years old now? He's older, yeah. It's yeah. in a retirement home. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. But they play these, like, psychotic foodies, and they get trapped at their party, and they basically have brought them there, like, to make fun of them under false pretenses. And we went in such a way, such a sick way with them that they, that they were, like, psychosexually obsessed with food. Uh-huh. And there's a scene where Julia Duffy pops up next to old uh, Vicky Lawrence. She's like classic, you know, wine jostle. <laughs> then she goes, you're into Murray, aren't you? <laughs> Who's like the head foodie. She goes, what? No. She goes, I should warn you. Murray's not into women. <laughs> and then Vicky goes, ah, oh, okay. And then she goes, all men. <laughs> Vicky's like, what? She goes, Murray is only in to food. <laughs> and, like walks with- this is the, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen, but people were fucking laughing. I think it's going to edit together very well. I forgot that she does kind of have Hannibal Lecter's voice. Well, we just locked into it one day. We were like, who else does she sound like? And then it was like, oh, yeah, she's a psychopath. Uh, I loved awesome. She was amazing and, you know, still very sexy. I always was attracted to her on the, in the Newhart days. Well, she was the she was the ingenue on Newhart. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Pale, pale as can be, like makes me look like a, a creamy tan. All right, all right. But uh, delightful. It's been fun, and the, the cool thing about the show, which is on Hulu and Fox, and then I'll drop it, is uh, all these old actors are dying to work. So you can get almost anybody you want. They're just sitting around. It's fantastic. Yeah, I saw the pilot. I loved it. Yeah, thought it was very funny. Had nothing to do with that, but I know. You. But it's only going to get better now because the Walsh man is on the job. I concur. Uh, but I love the pilot. I thought it was really funny. Um, the short guy. Leslie Jordan. Holy shit. It's the funniest man this alive. This guy, this is the breakout star of in, in, of the sitcom year. I mean, without question. And this guy is, yeah. came out fucking swinging. He's my favorite Everybody person. Everybody was great. But he, I was like, Jesus Christ, this guy is like killing it, man. He's an animal. We started giving him like long speeches and he kills all those. And he's just like. He's 66 and never got a break, really. And he's the funniest man I've ever met. Jesus Christ, he's So funny. he's attacking it. Sometimes where you got to be like, hey, let's, uh, let's bring this down a little bit. Sure. But he's great. He was addicted to crystal meth for many years. Once shared a jail cell with Robert Downey Jr. I love it. Anything's possible. You yeah. Turn it, turn it around. Turn it around. So he's, the, everybody is great on the show. I thought the show was very funny. I love that it's about older people. I think we could hatch our Dabney Coleman plot I line into there somewhere. Couldn't agree more. And uh, I've, I've got a bit for the show. And I actually do think this is a funny bit. Yeah. This is a funny bit. Yeah. I'm pitching you this for the show. All right. There, it's a quick joke. There's a kid who's coming in to do some kind of beauty cream presentation for the older folks. Sure. Young cream. Okay. The boss, the kid's kind of a burnout. The boss goes... 
do you know what you're doing? And the kid's like, yeah, I got it. I got it. Put the cream to stop your creepy skin. And then the boss goes, creepy skin, creepy. Please do not say creepy when you go out there. That's a funny bit. I like, I like the bit, John. Yes. So you maybe, you, 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 I don't know. Maybe we'll work it in. Who knows? You, you, probably not, but, you know, it's a funny bit. I wrote it down on my phone. I was like, yeah. this is a good bit for something. I told my grandma I'm going to get this joke of hers in the show that she didn't even remember saying. I probably told you this, but maybe not on air. About five years ago, I was day after Christmas, and I was, of course, having breakfast at the casino with my mom and my grandma. So we're sitting there eating, and my mom goes, I'm like, what are you doing tonight? My mom goes, I got to take my friend out. She's been in a really bad place. I got to take her out. My grandma's like, why? My grandma's like 90 years old, eating her. Doesn't even look up. She goes, well, you know, her uh, ex-husband killed himself, (laughs) and then she started dating this guy that she really liked, and then... He killed himself. <laughs> My grandma, again, does not look up from her food and goes, well, she sounds like a real catch. <laughs> Which I still talk to her about as one of the funniest jokes I've ever heard. That's really funny. Very do- My mom talking about the pain of a close friend. And like Sophia on a, on a classic Golden Girls, <laughs> she slaps her down. Very funny. I enjoy that. Um, I was going to say one more thing about... Uh, the show the live show your show my oh. show oh. i had one more Did you see jamie Farr on there i did in fact i lit up i'm like yeah i love that like they've got these little walk-on roles and they're gonna toss them out to like right. these these classic like sitcom stars well we've made it we've made him like the newman he's a, he's so dorky it's a different vibe than newman he's just like a huge dork and that like ruins their good time because he's like the screech if you will right um, because we didn't realize it, but the audience goes completely fucking insane for Jamie Farr. It's awesome. I was just kind of like, he's, he's an old guy sitting in a chair over there. I but see a Winkler popping up in this at some point. I'd love it. I'd love it. Uh, I want to do a Dick Van Dyke, a Carol Burnett. Uh, yes, absolutely. I think you need to push for the mama appearance. Oh, yeah. She's, mama meeting uh, Vicky. <laughs> yeah, it's got to it's gotta happen. It's got, in fact, yeah. I think you do an unofficial... Where they're not the same characters, you just bring in the cast of Mama's family. Oh yeah, for they play different people, but it's a, an unofficial reunion. Yeah, you know, you get that guy from F Troop on there, <laughs> Ken Barry. Yeah, yeah, he, I bet he's still funny. I'm sure. It, well, he might be dead, but I think he's still alive. I bet you the kid's old enough at this point yeah. to be in the fucking old age home. Julia Duffy's character was named Francine, and Vicky at one point screams in her face, "We got it, Freddy!" Was the line. <laughs> And then she came over and she was like, I don't want to say Franny because there, remember there was a character on Mama's Family. I don't want to remind people of Franny. And I was like, yes, I do remember Franny. <laughs> now, so then she went over and went, we got it, Francine, which was funnier anyway. It all worked out. Ha- and Vicki Lawrence is tremendous on the show. I love her. D- have you gotten to sit down and talk out that Iris, you just, whatever the fuck You still thing. haven't watched it with me, so no. no. What the hell is it called? Eunice. Eunice. The serious drama version of Mama's Family. <laughs> I've held out because I thought we would watch it at we some point. We promised the fans we would do a commentary right. episode on it. I'll bring it over here. Uh, we should do that, even though it's outside of our... Well, it's not really that outside of it. you got a 30-year-old lady pretending to be 80. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's scary. Uh, it's odd. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't have much life stuff to report because it's all I've been doing. Just very long hours and 
Grinding. Grinding. Um, all right. Well, yeah. Uh, and I just auditioned for uh, Charlie Day's other How'd you do? thing that he wrote. Him, the Apple show. Him and McElhaney, yeah. Right. Uh, the audition went well. I have no idea. Right. You know, I was looking at that call-in sheet, though, and it was that sign-in sheet. I was stiff comp on that fucking thing. Yeah. Some real stiff comp on it. Who'd you have, like a Jamie Kennedy? Uh, stiffer. Stiffler? I, yeah. Stiffer. I won't name names, but there were one or two people on there where I was like, fuck, man, this guy still has to read for shit? Yeah. Like, cold work. there's no colder job than actor, I'll tell you that Jesus much. Jesus Christ, it's a brutal gig. We uh, we take a little wager on the set of what, what will be the first day and one of our extras will die, which is... <laughs> Wait, what? Our, our our extras all fall asleep. They're they're oh oh because they're all people. Yeah, but uh, at some point, I feel like that's going to happen, and that's not going to be a fun day. Uh, I hope that doesn't happen. As do I. But who knows? Because you got to have indeed. the same extras too, right? Because it's pretty much yeah. It's like it's like the counter lady in Seinfeld. She's right. got to be there. It's, right. They're they're in the same place. Now. On the way in, I told Joe I had spilled some coffee on myself, and I said, do you have maybe a shout wipe? And Joe responded, what the fuck is a shout wipe? You never heard of a shout wipe? Why else would I have responded that way? You know shout, shout stick, any of the shout products? Um, yeah. Just a, a little wipe. You wipe it on the stain, it goes away immediately. You rub it out. Coffee doesn't stain. Did you not know that? On a black, He's wearing a Jet black T-shirt that he spilled on my coffee slacks, on. My bright blue slacks. Is it still there? No. Yeah, it dries clear usually, but it's brown. Soda does the same thing. I can't explain it. All right. Um, also, yeah. the, this uh, record rack is a structural issue waiting to happen. You can't put fifty pounds of records on the top half and nothing on the bottom half. The bottom half is, was going to be. Uh, all my rap CDs, I should flip it the other way? You should definitely flip it, but you'd need to put something on the bottom with weight or else the top's going to come crashing through the bottom. I'm surprised it didn't already. Well, shit, do I need to pause this and do that right now? No, I think you can make it, but... Yeah, I was wondering. I was like, this this doesn't look right. No. I When I was putting... Uh, I have this giant thing similar to that wood thing to put all my albums on, and I started putting them on at the top because I have alphabetized them because I have OCD. I was going through them, and once I had maybe three rows on the top, the whole thing almost just gave. But this yeah. is smaller. It's more compact. You should be fine, but I'll I, I do it, it sooner than later. I'll move it down. All right. Um, Pat, uh, there's a big question on everybody's mind right yes. now, and I'm afraid you're not going to ask me. And I can't believe you haven't asked me yet. Oh, well, what I'd like to do first, if I may, is get on with the show. That, yeah. We, we were so excited to see each other, we forgot about all the, the necessary things. And also on with the Joe, 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 Kylie Minogue. Kylie Minogue. Kylie Majogue. Now you're in a you're in a zone now where the the, the syllable doesn't even rhyme with Joe anymore. <laughs> I, I couldn't sit here and think about it again. Um, That's not what I was referring to. Uh, that I thought you were going to ask me. Oh, you thought I was going to ask you why did you tell Brett Kavanaugh to do what he did? <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> well, then what is my answer? Pat, it looked it looked good on paper. Yeah. The, the execution, it, it, no, I can't. Is that a bad joke to make, that it looked good on paper? No. Uh, yeah, I have no yeah, answer. This is, I have no this answer. This was some dark developments. These, were, a- these are dark times. Uh, I do not like the man. I do not support the man. The trial, uh, I mean, you, you couldn't make it up. No. The, the parodies of it were less funny than the actual trial. The the thing with the thing with uh uh excuse me. The actual trial was funnier than the parody yeah. of it, obviously. But the know. thing with Matt Damon was really fucking funny. It was. It was. Uh I love that it just start he sits down and just goes, What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel bad for Ford. Uh I've known so many guys like Kavanaugh in my day, like the worst people on earth. I mean, here's the thing is like Look, whether whether he did this thing or not, this is the he guy did. you want on the Supreme Court. He's ripping his hair out. It's right. like, Jesus, if you can't handle this pressure, what the fuck are you going to do when you're... Yeah. Eh, but he's there for life. So, I mean, sitting up there sobbing about his dad's calendars. Oh, boy. Dark, dark times. But Wife that, sitting there staring at him. That being said, before uh, people... Before our people that our fans that may lean right think that we're pushing too hard in one direction, I would like to say this publicly: I at this point have been condescended to so severely by people on both sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. I don't want to leave my house or not be drunk anymore. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to talk to anybody. Yep. I I feel bad for people that bad things have happened to, but I can't get yelled at anymore. I just keep getting yelled at. By people on both sides, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Yeah, I, just leave me alone. The everybody. world is divided, and and maybe it's time for a new, a new course. And maybe that's up to us. You know, you and you and me start the new the quote new course. Yeah, you know, maybe we maybe maybe we start some kind of pilgrimage or something. Okay, say, hey, let's all get together and move to this other place, and start fresh. There'll be Thanksgiving style foods. Uh, yeah, that, get, get more people on our side. Why not? All yeah, right. I mean, we can call ahead and have it delivered for when we get there. <laughs> All so, right. I'm not talking about roughing it here. I'm just saying, you know, All let's. Right. let's I'm in. You know. Um, it uh, anyway. So, yeah. uh, my dad loved calendars. <laughs> he imparted on me a love of calendars. Um, it, March, <laughs> April, <laughs> May, <laughs> June, July. And the, I, man, the man uh, is a real piece of work. I got to Pinkstone's house the day of the hearing. Yeah. Uh, I got to Pinkstone's house the day of the hearing. Yeah, and, and I did write a <laughs> I did write a Mellencamp style song yeah, about my yeah. rival. The uh <laughs> But I got there the, the day of the hearing, and his wife was Jessica, who's really wonderful. She was very wrapped up in it. and Great gal. She, yeah, she's great. And she was talking about it a lot. So we were all kind of talking about it a lot and how crazy it all was. But Jim was the first one to actually say to me, and it, it like hit me in the gut. It was so funny. But he was the first person to say to me, like, he actually thought, like he was actually pointing to a calendar, being like, "Nowhere here does it say I raped <laughs> right. in my records." Yeah. And, uh, so I was like, "Yeah, you're right. That is that is fucking bad shit." It's really funny to me. <laughs> it's obviously the darkest of situations, but 
his whole thing was very, very funny to me. Yeah. When they asked him about the drinking game, when they asked about the Devil's Triangle. Did you ever play quarters? Yeah. No. It's like quarters. <laughs> what a prick. I just yeah. wish the guy had said, like, how do you play it? Yeah. Like, no, tell me the rules. Every time I'm watching any, like, courtroom thing, I'm like, ask this. Don't ask her if she's nervous. I hated why, that shit. Oh, so you've... You you said you're scared of flying, but it says here you went to Hawaii once. Like, no, this isn't your chance to be fucking it's why I Perry think, Mason. Uh, it's why I think it's orchestrated. Yeah, it's like there are obvious questions that just don't get asked. And right. You're like, and you're like, yeah, because if they ask those questions, we would get the answer too quickly. Yeah, and then you don't get TV content. I, that could be it. I mean, it's nuts. It's did I talk about the the, the interview with Conway on on uh, on um, Cuomo on CNN? No. They, they did like a 35-minute interview with her. Oh, Kellyanne Conway? Yeah. I'm, no, we're not no, on a... Tim Conway. <laughs> dwarf, in full dwarf It's character. a new dwarf. It's dwarf yeah. d- at the White House. It's a Trump parody. Right. Uh, no, but so, so the, he interviewed Kellyanne Conway for like 35 minutes about like, did Trump pay these women off to hush money? And, you know, they're just going around in circles. And you're 15 minutes into this thing, and you're like, why doesn't he just say to her, if the tape we heard wasn't him learning about the payoffs, what was it about then? Right. That's all you got to say, and then you get your answer. Right. And all she has to say is, this is what the tape was about. You're wrong. Yeah. But neither of them will say that. And you're like, of course they won't, because then you don't get 35 minutes of two people screaming at each other out of it, you know? And I, I was like, this is all just a big fuck. Oh, God. I can't anymore. I want to stay in the house drunk. I don't want to be part of anything anymore. I agree. You know? I think a lot of people do. Anyway. Um, let's get on, on a brighter note, head on down the street to, uh, Pat's movie corner. Yes. Well, folks, I ain't seen much. Um, let me see. Do you have one to start? I don't even know what I've, if I've seen anything. I've seen a ton of shit. Okay. Uh, you know, I rewatched Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Okay. I hadn't seen in years. Um, you seen the film? Uh, I was never a big fan of it as a kid. I think it was a little too uh, dry for me as a child. Yeah, I Steve Martin was my favorite, and it was one that got significantly less play than everything else. Even like Parenthood, and I was like a 10-year-old boy. Right. I liked more than this. Watching it again, it is a movie with three hilarious scenes, and the rest plays like a moderately entertaining caper kind of thing. Yeah. But the scene where he's trying to remember the guy's name in the prison cell... Yeah. Is one of Steve Martin's funniest scenes of all time. The scene where he is Ruprecht the uh, idiot boy (laughs) and Michael Caine keeps whipping his legs to prove that he is paralyzed (laughs) is maybe even funnier than that scene. Right. It's got some great stuff in it, and Steve Martin and Caine are delightful together. But just not not a classic. My initial opinion was right. Uh, I rewatched... Big Top Pee-wee. I would love to rewatch Big Top Pee-wee. I, I've not seen it one one-hundredth of what I've seen the other one. Uh, you might adventure. not be uplifted rewatching it. Yeah. 
there are things I never picked up on. Okay. He's very physically aggressive with women throughout the film. Oh. Like like at the beginning, like the gag in his date with his girlfriend yeah. is that basically he wants to fuck her and she's clearly not fucking him yet. Uh-huh. And repeatedly through the lunch picnic, he's just jumping on her. Uh, okay. So it's it's kind of weird because not just because of the that action, but also because it's Pee Wee Herman doing it. Right. Who <clears throat> in the Netflix one, they were subtly referring to him as being homosexual. Well... That I was fine with. What I yeah. didn't need was the metaphor of the milkshake being him jerking off and sure. coming to Joe Montaigne or whatever that fucking actor's <laughs> name is. Joe Montaliano. Um, By the way, you seen that fucking commercial with that tool? Joe Mangianello? It's him and his wife, the modern family. Sophia. Lady. Yeah. And yeah, the Hulu thing? Yeah, it's like tips or whatever. And he's like, tip one, never fly first class. You'll never be able to fly coach again. You're trying to get us to like you? You're trying to sell me a product and this is the attitude you're greeting me with? What a cunt. I've never flown first class in my fucking life. You're going to talk to me like that. I met that guy once. I didn't like him. No. I met both of them. I liked her quite a bit. She was very nice. Yeah. He seemed like a fucking prick. He came, uh, you know, th- three months into Broke Girls, he came sniffing around the set for Beth. I was like, dude, you're 25 years older than her. Like, get out of here. He was like, where's the blonde? Where's the blonde? Yeah. Wow. So, I, I probably uh, shouldn't have told that story. But what do I care? Hopefully he was a single I man. I should have told Brett Kavanaugh to do what he did. That's yeah. right. The uh we uh what else did I see? Oh, oh, but Big Top Pee Wee. Aside from the physically aggressive side of Pee Wee Herman that you have no desire to see. Uh speak for yourself. It is a insane move. It's batshit. Yeah. The movie opens with him waking up in his bed with his pet pig. Okay? Okay. You go through a cool 11, 12 minutes of this movie of him and his pet pig just tending to their morning duties on the farm. (laughs) And all of a sudden, the pig starts talking. Okay. (laughs) I don't remember that. Yeah, they don't... You're like way into the fucking movie at this point. (laughs) If you had a talking pig, dust him off in in act one. As soon as you wake up, that's the first thing. Morning to the pig. <laughs> yeah. Pig says good morning back. Right. Establish what's going on here. Yeah. They're all the way into the laboratory scene where Pee Wee <laughs> has invented this other plot line, this B plot where he's invented a miracle vegetation growth serum okay. that makes tomatoes grow like really b- It makes no fucking sense. It's it's insane. Is it possible that for the first half of the film, the pig was giving Pee Wee the silent treatment? No. The pig is just not talking until this one scene. Maybe they were in a fight. Um, Then um, you don't know what time period it is. It's kind of jumping between time periods. It's very odd. Girl from Hot Shots, right? Valeria Golina. Yeah, she falls in love with Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. Um, And then his other girlfriend is Penelope Ann Miller. Right. And it is two of the most beautiful women (laughs) that have ever walked the earth. Well, I think they know that joke. They get that joke in Um, Pee Wee movies. They don't. They don't play up on it. Okay. There's no, like, can you believe Pee Wee dates this lady? <laughs> There's none of that. Yeah. Um, or at least that I remember. But it's um, funny. Chris funny Christopherson, always great. He's married to a woman the size of his thumb that he keeps in his pocket. All right, I remember that. Very didn't, odd. Didn't like that, yeah. There's the scene where he fucks the Italian lady, and they cut to, like, a train going through a tunnel and a volcano and... 
it's not stuff you want to see in a Pee Wee Herman movie. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I don't want sex jokes. It's weird. Sure. Um, and then, um, what else was there? Uh, Benicio Del Toro's in it as, as the a... dog-faced boy. Right, right. Um, it's just an odd picture. Yeah. And Phil Hartman has nothing to do with it. You can His absence is very clear. Yeah. You can see when Phil Hartman breaks off from the troupe and isn't the guy behind the guy anymore. Right. It's just obvious. I wish Phil Hartman had written more. I think that's it, really. The only movie I think he wrote. What, Pee-wee's Big Adventure? Yeah. yeah I think he got... The, I mean, ingenious movie. Yeah. Uh, I uh, have been writing for David Allen Greer and watched the entirety of The Carmichael Show. I thought... Uh, you know, let's see see what he, see what his strengths are in multicam. You know, before you start writing for him, it's the, in my opinion, the best multicam sitcom in years. It's a very good show. I absolutely love it, and I'm not a massive fan of Gerard's stand up. Just being honest, right? But I think it is a the jokes are fantastic. They keep them coming hard and fast, and they talk about really serious shit in funny and kind of crazy ways. Sometimes, yeah. I thought they did a great job with it. I know Gerard, he's a friend, he's a great dude, and I thought he really pulled off a, a, a unique thing Yeah, with that show. Uh, it's all on Hulu. It's really good. I'm going to go with my theme for this episode of Movie Corner is I'm going to go with all things I rewatched. Okay. The Great Outdoors. Oh, do I love The Great Outdoors. You know, as a kid, I wasn't a huge fan. I rewatched it. Holy shit, it's a great movie. I, I That's John Candy, Dan Aykroyd, and Nett Benning. First of all, Nett Benning, when I was a kid, I didn't get how funny she is in that movie. She's, it, was, yeah. it went over my head. She's fucking brilliant. That laugh she does through the whole movie. Yeah. She's fucking amazing in it. Aykroyd, that was lost to me as a kid. That fucking speech she gives the kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They apparently escaped from the cages the <laughs> army kept them in. Found some local campers. Yeah. Slaughtered and ate them. Right. <laughs> So no more bad thoughts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Written by the great John Hughes. Yes. Um, Candy, of course, is is you know wonderful in it and endearing as ever. It's a great. It, it's the good version of Summer Rental. Summer Rental sucks. You want it to be great. But Summer it Rental sucks. has several big laughs, including the classic dog food drop, which is one of the funniest scenes of that. What's time. the dog food drop again? When he when they realize they're in the the black family's house. So then they got to get out really quick. Right. And then John Candy's like, oh, just got to grab a few more things. And the, you know, this whole bit. <laughs> and the family's staring at him. And then he comes down with this, like, 400-pound bag of dog food. And then the dog beside him, bottom breaks out. It falls <laughs> on the floor. Candy, like, slips in it. The dog's eating it. It's incredible. That's a funny scene. I think it's funny when he cracks the raw egg on the dashboard. The, Didn't the say hard-boiled. It's my fault. It's my the fault. Best. It's got some laughs. Yeah. Overall, I don't think it's a great movie. N- no. no movie where where the main plot is a sailing race no, no. Is, is, is a favorite of a mine. A lot of 80s comedies built to a sailing race. Yeah. Except One Crazy Summer. That's the one right. sailing race movie that I enjoy. Rafting, really. Uh, now, you did, did you like the young teenage romantic subplot in The Great Outdoors, which I remember grinding the movie to a massive halt every time it happened? Uh where he, like, puts the pool cue between her legs in a very weird... By scene. accident. By accident, yeah. yes. Uh, but, uh, no, I didn't... Uh, 
No, of course I have very little interest in that subplot these days. But I will say, as a kid that went on summer vacations with my folks and had many summer week-long, like, hookups where you were like, I wish we could be boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. But we we live in different worlds and all that shit. <laughs> I, I thought it was cool to see that in a movie accurately portrayed. Sure. And I liked that the girl was this tough character that was kind of like, yeah, I'm not like a fucking tourist attraction. Right. You know, I thought that was pretty spot on. So uh, so I thought it was well done. And it's just boring. You got to break it up. Yeah, it's it's boring. You can't. You got a scene where John Candy eats a 98-ounce fucking steak. Yeah. I don't give a shit if this kid's falling in love. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, so I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Nice rewatch on that one. I rewatched the great Edward Murphy in Arsenio Hall and Coming to America. Brilliant. Of course, picture. I've seen many times, but I mean, talking about one of the best comedies ever. One of the best comedies with with arguably the greatest Easter egg in comedy history. The Trading Places one. That's insane. Yeah. Nobody had ever done anything like that before. Right. That was insane. Yeah, that movie is awesome. Who's the, your favorite character in the movie? I mean, I really love the barbershop scenes. They're great. Of course. Uh... Um, who's the the guy with the little face who's like not in makeup? Do you ever act in anything else? Yeah, he's been in stuff. I can't remember yeah. what, but yeah, yeah. The part where they're like, I, I saw this happen. He's like, No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, you didn't. And then he goes, No, you did not. <laughs> to me, was the hardest laugh. I rewound it like a kid. I used to rewind that scene over and over. I just kept rewinding it and watching it. Uh, it's Rocky a- Marciano. Yeah, it's an awesome movie. My favorite two characters are the people that the characters Arsenio and, and Eddie Murphy play at the church fundraiser. Oh, sure. Like Arsenio as that disgusting preacher. Right. And then Eddie Murphy as that singer. It's like that that it's that is that is a fucking masterful yeah. piece of work. Sex chocolate. Um uh trivia question, you know who the young boy was getting his hair cut in the barbershop scenes? No. Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh, you know what? Maybe I did know that. Cubes. A couple years before Boys and the Hood. <laughs> uh, I'll close this out, if that's okay, with... Uh, or yes. Unless you got another one. No, go ahead. Rewatched The Usual Suspects on an airplane. Sure. Kevin Spacey. Fa- I mean, what a fantastic movie that's just a sad reminder of people you liked that went down. Yeah. Because they fucked up. You're watching Kevin Spacey in this fucking tour de force performance. You're like, he's gone. He fucked up. Right. Expert directing by Brian Singer. He's gone. Well, no, he's actually no, going to direct a, a huge new, movie. I can't believe that. It's crazy that he's getting to direct another movie. Anyway. Walked off the set of the last one. They couldn't find him. Yeah. He's tainted, obviously, from 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 what was has been said about him. Stephen Baldwin. Yeah, not to mention his personal life, but yeah. <laughs> Stephen Baldwin, awesome in this movie. Stephen Baldwin is so... I forgot how awesome Stephen Baldwin... Now, Stephen right. Baldwin hasn't done anything bad, but he's like a super Christian, like, super right-wing dude now. Right. So you're like, oh my God, I just can't relate to the guy anymore. But yeah. like, I'm like, why can't you be Stephen Baldwin again, man? He's fucking awesome in that movie. Bring us back that electric Stephen Baldwin magic. Sliver. Um, Fair game. Yeah. No, Sliver's William Baldwin. Oh, okay. Uh, Steven is... Uh, Fair game with Cindy Crawford? I think that's also William. Oh, okay. Stevens was in Posse. Biodome. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I remember being so excited to sneak fair game because it was like an R-rated movie with Cindy Crawford. No nudity. No, of course not. First but, time they uh, said fuck, and I was like, oh no, what if it's rated R for language? And now I'm just watching a Cindy Crawford movie. Ooh, I was. Uh, but plenty of great performances by people that are still out there doing it. Peter Green, uh, Kevin Pollack is fantastic in it. Um, who else is in it? Gabriel Byrne. Yeah. The guy that died that plays, uh, who's the Kobayashi? You know, the guy that's like Kaiser Soze's like spokesman. Pete Postlethwaite? I don't know what his name is. He died. British? Pete Postlethwaite. Yeah, the guy that comes in and he's like, it would be a great mistake, Mr. Yeah, it's Pete Postlethwaite. I don't know how you know that or can remember that. He was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for In the Name of the Father. 1994, Daniel Day-Lewis, directed by Jim Sheridan. Um, quick, scary stuff. We got to get to the movie. We're 40 minutes in here. Yeah, and I got a lot to say about this picture. Quick, scary stuff. Go out, do yourself a favor. Go out there, buy the new Cypress Hill record. Oh, very still dark. doing it. Didn't even know. They put out a new record. It came out on Friday. It's the first full record that DJ Muggs, their original DJ producer, has produced in like 20 years for them. It's back to their roots. In my opinion, it is it is their fifth album. It is not their ninth album. It's the one that should have came after Cypress Hill 4. It's dark. It's spooky. It's stony as hell. But now... It's great. Hold on. You did say spooky in there, which I guess qualifies, but this is not a scary stuff. It's a very dark... No. Absolutely not. You would never let this fly. If I just recommended a rap album I enjoyed and scary stuff. No, no, no. The I'm tables have been turned. If you listen to this thing. Now, I'm, I've learned how to do it, and you've lost it. If you listen to this thing, it's got a horror element no. to it. Listen to it first, and then tell me no. Does Dracula have a verse? Let me ask you a few questions. Does Dracula have a verse? Yes or no? It's a very dark Yes record. or no? No. Does Frankenstein have a verse? He does. Fuck. <laughs> Does a mummy sing the, a hook at some point? Yes. And he, <laughs> and he says, word to your mummy okay. a few times, word to your daddy. Does anyone say the phrase, whatever happened to my Transylvania twist at any time? <laughs> that gets said. Yeah. Whatever happens uh, in the torture chamber stays in the torture sure, chamber. That sure. gets said a few times. Um. The uh, I'm not as good as puns at puns as you are. No, you're not. But there's probably well, I don't right. think you don't uh, need to revel in it. I don't think that counts, frankly. But okay, listen to the record and tell me it doesn't count. All right. Well, I guess I'll watch it with the lights on because it sounds so scary. Listen to it. You can't watch a record. Schmuck. <laughs> All right. You can watch it spin on the on the player. That's what I meant. <laughs> Let's get to. Uh, yeah. You know what, man? Speaking of records, maybe we do a. Uh, did we do an amoeba today? Uh, you got work to do. I might have work to do. Oh, yeah, oh, for Christ's sake. I'm sorry. Sunday. We can go next weekend. I don't want to go next week. I want to go today. I went while you were gone also. We're hanging out. All right, let's go today. Let's go. Fine. We'll get some food. We'll go to amoeba. I'm all, I already agreed. Don't push a yes. Good. All right. Folks, we'd like to talk to you about the 2018 film Mandy. I'm going to look up the director's name because 
if ever a director deserved a little shout out. It's a tough name. It's like Panos Padankos or yeah, something. Yeah, it's a, it's a, his father, a little movie trivia, his father uh, directed the film Cobra and several other 80s films. Yes. And if you, uh, while you look up this guy's name. If Panos you, Cosmatos. Yeah. Director was George P. Cosmatos who directed Tombstone. Yeah, that's his dad. Yes. And if you watch this movie uh, and also his other movie, Beyond the Black Rainbow, I think that's what it's called. More so this movie, though. You get the feeling that what he was trying to... I got the feeling that what he was trying to create with Mandy was the 80s movie you wish existed. Yes. It takes place in 1983. It looks the way every VHS cover of an 80s action movie made you think the movie itself was going to look. Right. It's got all the elements of an 80s movie. It's got horror. It's got action. It's got revenge. It's got crazy violence. But it somehow um, does not have, to me, that like tongue-in-cheek spoof of the 80s quality that like a drive sort of has in spots, things like that, where it's an homage. This felt like its own thing, too. Like a mix no, of that and I agree. also some crazy new shit. I agree. I felt like he was not being cheeky about the 80s. Yes. I felt like he was saying, like, what, the, what my exact impression was, he was like, remember when you saw the box from Cobra with Stallone? Right. And you thought it was going to be like this, but it wasn't? Yeah. Here's what it what I thought it was going to be like. And you're like, yeah. holy shit. It's a beautifully shot movie. I would say should win Best Cinematography. I haven't seen anything close. And while we're at it, I'd give Best Actor to Nicolas Cage. I haven't seen anything that can compare to this performance this year. Cage is great. Everybody's great. Cage, that scene where... I'm actually I'm going to go see it in a theater just because I want to like take an edible and go yeah. rock that movie because how fun would that be? But I rented it last night and turned all the lights out and still had a great time. But like that scene with Nicolas Cage where he's like screaming in the bathroom in his underwear and keeps pounding vodka. Yeah, I was so glad to be able to not watch that in a theater with everyone laughing at that. Right. Because I actually found it like a moving scene. Yeah. He plays the pain of it so well that when he does get a little kind of ash from evil dead in the last half hour it still feels pretty grounded and funny no i uh i love that scene um and i love that that scene started a weird trend for a few scenes in the film of of him abusing substances to get through his revenge right ladder for some reason he has a bottle of vodka stashed in the bathroom <laughs> which makes well, you think it's an alcoholic clearly yeah, that's, it makes you think maybe he was dry and now he's, you know, that's right. where his bottle was hidden. So he does that. Then he, when he kills that demon, yeah. he does the fucking coke off the table. Yeah, awesome. And, and then when he kills the other demon, he takes the cigarette off the ground and lights that and smokes it. So I like that they kind of had this weird, like, substance trend. Right. That he was kind of off the wagon. Well, then at the end, it was acid, I believe. Yeah, oh, yeah. And then he, t well, yeah, he also takes that acid. Yeah. Yeah. I loved, like, I, I like the more subtle humor more than the kind of more obvious wisecracks. My favorite being when the old, uh, I guess that's Bill Duke. He's awesome. Is, like, telling him that monologue about it, that awesome monologue. And then at the end, he's like, the odds are very good that you're going to die. And they cut over to Nicolas Cage, and he goes, well, don't be negative. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Yeah, that was really funny. Um, but it was so solemn and serious in the first hour and a half that they really bought like a chainsaw duel and all that crazy shit because like you really believed he loved Mandy. Uh, those Satanists 
were some of the best cast freaks of all time. That the, guy, when he goes into his, his leader's bedside, that whole scene, I was like, what am I watching here? Yeah, and that my favorite of that pack was the gray-haired lady. Yeah, talking and, about her body. and Yeah, and I, that was the one thing I was disappointed with in the film. Yeah. I thought she was going to get a really amazing on-screen kill because she was so fucking devious and yeah. so full of shit. And I did like that it cut away, and then you just see her head roll into the room. Right. But I, w- I, she's a character where you're like, I want to see her get it. Yeah. As much as you want to see the main, the main leader guy get it. Right. While screaming, uh, "I'll suck your dick." Yeah, that that was a <laughs> odd choice. <laughs> Is that what you want? Yeah. Why would you think that's what he wants? Because he's, I mean, he presented his cock to the room. He clearly thinks he's hot shit. I followed that that plot. Wait. The the leader thinks he's hot shit. Yeah. Oh, you're saying like he's like, why wouldn't you want me to suck your dick? Yeah, like I think he thinks he's some highly sexual being. I there see. was definitely something sexual going on with the guy that comes to his bedside. He was clearly fucking the woman. Yeah, and then he was fucking the younger woman. Right. And then Mandy was going to be his latest woman. Yeah. Talk about brilliant writing, too. That thing where he does that whole fucking like 10-minute speech when they're on the acid. Yeah about like what he has found and how he's the chosen one and he selected her and all that shit and he's playing that music that he wrote and then the scene ends with him with her being like is this your song you wrote it and she's uh-huh. he's like yeah it's about you yeah and then she just starts laughing in his face yeah and you're like oh they're gonna kill her now but uh yeah that, that was such great writing it was fucked up man like and then they stayed on nicholas cage's face for so long like playing like the anguish of watching it, it was it was it was a great movie, I thought. I really loved it. Then, like, of course, all the visuals are awesome, the drug visuals. But then even, like, that scene early on where it's him and his wife in a canoe, and they do, like, this overhead pan where it just keeps going up, yeah. looking down on them. I was like, that probably took a day to set up on what I assume was a very low-budget movie. There's no reason for it to be in there. The director clearly just wanted to, like, make every shot and scene awesome. And he did. Yeah. There were there were scenes where I was like I would love to have that framed on my wall like the yes. take the picture and put it up somewhere. No, it was a beautiful uh, film. I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. My favorite of the year thus far. I haven't seen much uh, yeah. close to it, but yeah. I would uh, would I agree with that? Black well, Klansman. Well, Christ, we're at the end of the year. Well, Black Klansman, yeah, was was way up there. You know, this ain't, this ain't been a great year. Solo for me was way up there. I know you're not going to put it in the same categories as Mandy, but I, uh, you know, no, I give it a B plus. Um, but man, this was as well. I can say this much: as far as horror movies go, this was, or this type of genre of film, this was the best I've seen in a long, yeah, since Get Out. I would say, yes, the the horror elements of it are actually really spooky too. Like all the face blending stuff and all that was really freaky. That was freaky. And it it had still had kind of a homemade quality, like nothing felt ILM-y. No, it was all practical effects. Yeah. There was one... Like, like a lot of like lighting shit, which yeah. really worked well. Which is tough to do, because that can come off very quickly as like student filmy. Yeah. If you don't do it right, and he did it so well. Yeah. Um, I, I just thought it was a great movie. Yeah, this is the first movie... In a long time that I plan to watch again. I have it for the 48-hour rental or whatever, and I'll probably watch it again tonight. I loved it. I will probably buy a Blu-ray of this. Yes, same here. Um, And uh, 
I've seen. I think I've seen Beyond the Black Rainbow. I I I, I want to go back and rewatch it. I know it's a little more of a sci-fi picture, but uh, I haven't. But I'm going for it. It's on Shutter, so I'm going to go back and watch it. But uh, but anyway, that's uh, that's Mandy for you, f- folks. Two hogs up. I will say to Panos, this movie's doing very well, Mandy. Like way better than expected, and it stayed in theaters a lot longer than expected. Don't uh, I don't want to see your name on like Doctor Strange four. <laughs> I want you to make some more movies like this. Get a little bigger budget if you need to, but don't go make these fucking superhero movies, Panos. You're yeah. too good for that. I mean, talk about the changing of the tide. The Predator, which I still haven't seen. Me neither. Which I would like to see. Would love to. Tanked. Yeah. Fucking tanked. Well, I you mean, know, it's it's like maybe finally this big budget shit is kind of. Going the way of the dodo, kind yeah. of like it did when like Nirvana and Pulp Fiction came out, right? And you know, and we can get back to some, some more actual, uh, you know, genuine filmmaking. I hope so, folks. Uh, our live show is October twentieth. There's a seven thirty and a nine thirty. It is sold out. Again, I don't know. Uh, you might want to check with the venue if they have some sort of standby line. Cool Kids Friday night on Fox. The Patrick Walsh on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, I, I did a master class podcast that's on Stitcher Premium right now with Sean Clements and Ben Rogers. Joe DeRosa comedy on Instagram, though you won't see me there much these days. Um, almost phased. I'm almost completely phased out of social media, uh, which is great. But uh, anyway, I'm still on there. You don't seem any happier. Uh, I I have an internal piece that I would okay. have a hard time describing. All right. Having it out of my life. But anyway, I am on there. I will be uh, headlining the Philadelphia Punchline Thanksgiving weekend. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. Uh, you know, right after you eat your turkey dinner on Thursday. So come on out and see me if you can. Up on stage, just gut hanging out the bottom of a dress shirt. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. Licking yeah. licking grease off my fingers. <laughs> yeah. Wishbone hanging out of your pocket. We'll see you next time. And we'll see you in hell. Also, there's another one coming up today. It's a good show.